Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. It is my privilege to bring Brother Fell to minister the word here this morning. He's visited with us before, ministered so powerfully. I know God's going to use him in just the same way to impart the word of God. Brother Feld, take your liberty this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. How good it is to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. This morning, to feel his great presence. Amen. I wish we could start every day off like this. In his, we will one day. We will one day soon. Amen. Gathered around that throne, worshiping him. Amen. Who is above all, through all, and in us all. Amen. Give honor to, to Bishop uh, Myers and Dr. Myers and uh, their great hospitality. And I got to, uh, in the office, hear his Bible study this morning. Never get tired of hearing Bishop. Great wisdom and leadership. Amen. Of this church. Amen. He and Dr. Myers, and great foundation laid here. And then, of course, to Pastor and Sister Myers. And the great leadership they continue to carry on and do and grow this church. My goodness. There's word about people not being here. I, I see people everywhere. Amen. I love people that love church. Amen. So we honor Pastor and Sister Myers in their absence and great friends of ours. And we do appreciate it. Glad to have my wife, Tammy, with me uh, in service today. We always look forward to being here at First Pentecostal Church. Uh, downloaded that app right away, have enjoyed it, and uh, got some preacher friends that have also downloaded. We, we love everything that's done here at this church. Great example. If you have your Bibles, Isaiah chapter, chapter 55, Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah, the 55th chapter, and I'll read from the Amplified Version. I'll begin at verse number 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and he, God, will have love, pity, and mercy for him. And to our God, for he will multiply to him his abundant, or God's abundant, pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways, my ways, saith the Lord, or says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and snow came down from the heavens, and returned not there again, but water the earth, and make it, everybody say make it, bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. That goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void without producing any effect, or it will not be useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Can you say amen? amen. How many are thankful for the word of God that never fails? Would you lift your hearts with your hands? Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. We thank you for what we feel in this place. I pray, Lord, our hearts, our minds, our ears be open to hear what the Lord would say unto the church. Speak expressly to our individual hearts and corporately to us as a church. We're here gathered together. We have worshipped you in spirit and in truth. We stand ready and poised for the word of the Lord. 
to be imparted into our lives. Let the seed of your word dig deep in our hearts and produce harvest 30, 60, even 100-fold. We will not fail to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you for standing so long. Musicians, if you'll come in about 25 minutes, that will be great. Amen. And, uh, <clears throat> but the Word of God has special place in my heart, as I know it does in your heart also. Uh, everything to do with God is by revelation. God reveals unto mankind things about himself. Man cannot find God just of his own thinking and education and abilities, but he needs God, who is a spirit, John 4, 24, to reveal himself. We're like Mary after the resurrection when she went into the tomb and she didn't see the body that she had seen go in there and, and uh, then she saw Jesus and she supposed that he was a gardener. And she said, sir, I don't want to trouble you, but if you'll just tell me where you have moved my Savior, I'll go to where his body is and I've got some spices and ointment and different things uh, for him to take care of that, that dead body. And the Bible says then he called her by name. And he said, Mary, and revelation hit her. Because nobody can say your name or call your name like Jesus can. And she turned and called him Rabboni, or Master. And she had a revelation as to who he was. Jesus sat with his disciples on a particular day. And he said, whom do men say that I am? And some say you're this one or that one or just a good teacher or a prophet. And he said, yeah, but who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood did not reveal that unto you, but my father or the spirit which is in heaven. You've had a revelation. Everything to do with God is by revelation. If we read the Bible without revelation, we are going to be as mixed up as the false doctrine world is today and secular religion is today because it's man's vain attempt to find God. But when God reveals himself, the Bible says in the New Testament, then opened he their understanding that they might understand. Watch the terminology, that they might understand. If God doesn't open my understanding, I could never understand the things of God. For his ways are above our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But we need God. Not, not that we pull him down to our educational level, but we need the Holy Ghost to lift us up into the heavens to where God's education is at and let God show us like John the heavens open and I saw a throne and him that sat upon the throne anybody thankful for God given revelation I didn't get this by man I got this by the Holy Ghost thank God for men and women that will teach us, that will erect buildings and hold services and preach the word of God and not be shaken soon in their minds, soon shaken in their minds and not trembling at the spirit of the world, but know the freedom we have in the Holy Ghost. And he that the Son has set free is most definitely free indeed. But it all came by the word of God. Without the word, none of us would even be here. 
Without the spoken word of God, the planet would not even exist. Floating in space, surrounded by water, turning on its axis, stars traveling in their courses, and greater light sun by day, and lesser light moon by night. We wouldn't have that, and the tide coming in and going out, and the rivers running into the oceans, and yet the ocean is never full, and never overflows or banks, and, and here it is, it's all by the word of God. We know that God spoke the worlds with an S, the Worlds, every planet, every galaxy, he spoke it into existence. That all things consist because of God. And one writer said all things consist for God and by God. And without him was not anything made that was made. It's all by the word of God. We've got to hold fast to the profession of our faith. That we know him. We know in whom we have trusted. And in whom we believe in. The book of Proverbs chapter 25 tells us that a word that is fitly or rightly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. It's a beautiful proverb that is written, a fitly spoken word. The only word God has is a fitly spoken word. God has a tailored word for everybody in this room. Everything that God will speak when you come into his presence is designed for you. It's not designed for him. It's designed for you and for me. The word that is written, 66 books, close to 800,000 words, 1,189 chapters, all of it is written for mankind that we might be in a place where we can see him and feel his presence. And we don't just get there because our mothers gave birth to us. We get there because we're born again of the water and of the spirit that came out of the word again. It is a word that is fitly spoken and it doesn't matter how foregone you are in some attitude or spirit or drug addiction or problems of this world are just being born in sin and shapened in iniquity. God has a word that is designed to bring you out of bondage and gross darkness into his marvelous light. Everybody say his marvelous light. The word of God. The Lord said, when I speak a word, it will not return unto me void. It's like the water that falls out of the clouds. It goes and hits the earth, and it's dry and it's dusty, but it doesn't return back to the heavens. It waters the earth, and it brings forth seed and flowers, and it refreshes things that have gone dry and dead. He said, so is my word. When my word goes forth, it doesn't return to me with nothing. It's going to bring forth 30, 60 and a hundredfold harvest when I speak a word into somebody's life God says it will return with dividends anybody thankful for the word that was spoken into your life the Bible says that when the spirit left the body at Calvary's cross and you know the words as well as I do my God my God why hast thou forsaken me in other words, the flesh was crying out, why is the spirit leaving the body? And if any of us lose our spirit, then our body is pronounced dead. It has no life at all. and It's finished and done. And, and uh, so he's crying out. The flesh is, my God, who's a spirit? John 4, 24. Spirit, where are you going? Why are you leaving this body? 
and the death was, was imminent upon him and, and, and he finally said into thine hands I commend my spirit and the spirit withdrew from the body the body slumped over dead and the Bible says the spirit of God went into the heart of the earth for three days and three nights even as Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights and he preached to souls that were held captive it doesn't matter where you are God's word is not afraid to find you in hell, in bondage, over and finished. But God's Spirit came walking down that cell block and began to preach to souls that were held captive. God's got a word for everybody, and the word works. Somebody said, well, I don't understand. You mean the word works? Listen, John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Understand this, and the Word became flesh. God is the Word. The Word is God. You cannot separate God from His Word when He speaks into your life. That's God speaking into your life, and whatever binds you is going to have to let you go. God in flesh, that Word in flesh. And the Bible says He came upon, or a father was bringing his child to the Lord. The disciples couldn't do anything with him. Oftentimes, the spirits that controlled this young child had thrown him into the fire to burn him alive and except there was an adult that had some good sense about them to pull the child out of the fire, he'd remain in the fire until he burned alive. Oftentimes the spirits had thrown the young lad into the water and if there wasn't someone there to pull him out, he would simply drown in that body of water. The spirits were out to kill this boy. The Lord talked to the father and said, how long has he been in this shape? And he said, since he was a little child. And I've had to, can you imagine that father's life having to give 24-hour care, always watching his son, not able to go and work and do the things he needed to do uh, to the extent that he needed to, always watching this child lest he would find out that he had passed away because I stopped watching him. But the Bible says that when the child or the spirits in the child saw Jesus, they threw the child down, ripped him as they're coming out of him. They saw him. You don't find Jesus arm wrestling any spirits, choke holding any spirits or doing any of that stuff. He simply appeared and spoke to spirits. He said, thou deaf and thou dumb spirit, come out of the boy. And the spirits ripped him on their way out. Can I tell you that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The greatest artillery that we have is the word of almighty God. If you're sick in your body, you ought to open your Bible and start reading, the Lord is my healer. If you're lacking something, the Lord is my shepherd. And the more you interact with the word, the less depressed you are, the less oppressed you are. For where the word is, there is liberty. You want the devil out of your house? Open your King James Bible and start reading. This is the Lord's house. This is God's place of dwelling. Read your Bible. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Well, I'm getting warmed up in the Holy Ghost. How about you? Feeling good on Sunday morning. Hear what I'm preaching to you. People carry, some people carry Bibles and quiver and shake when the enemy comes around, but not some good apostolic Pentecostal. 
We know in whom we have believed. We don't just carry a book and it has some calfskin exterior to it and it makes us look good and it looks good on the resume. We know how to use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. When you preach the Word, when you speak the Word, speak to sickness, speak to disease, speak to confusion, and let them know my God is not the author of confusion. My God is a healer. My God. Well, I've... I've faced some things and I've quoted some Bible and read some Bible and laid my hands on the Bible, prayed with my Bible and, and I still, still things are getting worse. There's nothing new about that. I mean, come on, Daniel prayed three times a day, opened his window eastward towards Jerusalem and he prayed and he loved his God and he was in a strange land as a captive. Even though he was free and he was uh, somewhat free, I guess you would call it. He had a good job and he, he worked directly for the king. And, he, and uh, his, uh, his co-workers uh, got angry and upset and mad. And, and uh, they wanted to overthrow him. And the best way they knew to do it was to go after his relationship with God. Nothing new about that, is it? Still happening in the 21st century. Mess with your job and everything. But he held steady. And he knew what the king had decreed. And he still opened his window eastward towards Jerusalem. He was a long way from Jerusalem. But he knew where he came from. He never forgot his God. And he kept praying three times a day. And they snuck around his house. Listened outside his window. Went back and reported to the boss who was the king. The king had decreed it. So he had him arrested. Threw him in the den of hungry lions. And the king stayed up all night. Pacing back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. What I'm telling you is. Daniel was praying and talking to God. Then he got turned in, uh, or the, the king decreed, and, and, and he kept praying, and then he got turned in by his co-workers. He kept praying. Things progressively got worse, but he kept on praying. He didn't decrease his prayer time. He didn't walk away from God. He knew the three of your children. Same time, I'll give you one more opportunity. When you hear the music play, if you don't bow, I'll throw you into the furnace that is heated seven times hotter than it wants to be heated. With all your hosiery and with all your clothing on, I'll throw you in. I'm the king and I have full control. Let me tell you the attitude that you have to have in your spirit. In your spirit, you have to have this in a spiritual way. I can't say that enough. In a spiritual way. Jesus stood before Pilate and he's in shackles and chains standing there arrested allowed himself to be arrested can't nobody arrest Jesus if he doesn't want to be arrested he allowed himself the writer said he laid his life down and he picked it up three days later but some people believe well if you're God they wag their heads when they walk by Calvary's cross and they said others he saved himself he cannot save they were saying they didn't understand what was going on I'm on the cross because I want to be on the cross you don't know what you're talking about don't you know you have to rightly divide the word of God or you will get very confused as though God has lost and been dethroned but if you read the Bible you know there's only one throne and one that sits on the throne and his name is Jesus the king was all his power well Pilate was the same way and all these spirits are the same devils don't reproduce devils it's all the same devils that Adam and Eve dealt with it's those third heavenly hosts that fell they were rebellious and they're on earth Job 1, 2 and 3 tells you I'm on the planet going to and fro up and down in it I'm looking for people I can mess with that's all the devil does for the enemy comes not but for to kill steal and to destroy he doesn't love you, doesn't love your family don't like your marriage, doesn't like your kids don't like your money, doesn't like your prosperity doesn't like anything you got going on in your life, stop believing him there's only one that's for you and his name is Jesus he came to seek and to save 
I'm preaching the word to you. We're not going to have a famine for the preaching of the word of God in the apostolic ranks. We're going to preach the word of God. We know the word is God. You cannot separate it. So Pilate stood there and Jesus is speaking to him. And Pilate's feeling very good about his position. And he's got Jesus subdued in shackles and chains. And he doesn't have a revelation. He's false doctrine for sure. He would have known it's the spirit that's in that body. And he stood there and he said, don't you know that your life is in my hands? I can do with you whatever I want to do. I could free you. I could kill you. I could keep you incarcerated. I can do whatever I want to do. Watch the spirit of Jesus. You have no power except I give it to you. He's standing in shackles and chains and says, you only got the authority you got because I gave it to you. This is the same as Jesus standing, God in flesh, before his disciples and other people of that time. And he said unto them, before Abraham was... I am. It threw them for a loop. They didn't understand it. He's but 30 years old, and he says he was before Abraham. Anybody got a revelation for that? That's because here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And just because he come in flesh, he's still the same God. When you get in the word, you start understanding. And the devil can never pigeon toe you, hold you, and never get you backed in a corner, and never get you frustrated because you know what you know. In the Holy Ghost. You play your music again, sir. If our God does not, if he chooses not to deliver us, this is where we have to get to. If I pray about it and God doesn't deliver, I'm still not changing my position. Some people get frustrated and want to quit because, well, I read the Bible and the Bible said he's my healer. And the Bible said, look, the Lord can empty every hospital and every graveyard and everything. But he went in a graveyard and called only Lazarus for us. He could have called anybody and all people forward. Somebody say amen. Amen. When Jesus came, God in flesh, and he healed of every sickness and disease and raised the dead, he said the kingdom of God is among you. He was showing us what it's going to be like in heaven. There's no blindness. There's no deafness. There's no deadness. There's nothing. I'm showing you like it is where I come from. I'm the true bread of life that comes down from heaven, and I'm showing you. And he healed certain ones. He didn't heal them all. They didn't have the faith to be healed. But I want you to know whether God heals your physical body today or God waits until you get a new body in that new Jerusalem. Either way, it's a win-win for every child of God. Come on, read your Bible. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remaining shall be caught up together. It's a win-win whether God keeps me from the fire or God lets me go in the fire, whether God keeps me from evil co-workers or God feeds me to them. You ever read the whole story of Daniel? The Bible says in the morning, the king, having paced the floor all night, unable to sleep. He loved Daniel. He liked Daniel. Daniel made him a lot of money. He had wisdom, an excellent spirit. The Bible says he ran at the crack of dawn and he had the stone rolled away and he said, he cried down into that cave, into that den, and he said, oh, Daniel, was your God able to deliver you? Daniel's all cool, calm, and collected. And he said, oh, long live the king. Yes, my God was able to deliver me from the den of lions. 
Now, the den of lions was called the den of lions because that's where they put bad people and they never expected to see them again. But Daniel, God gave him the power to defy these things. God sent an angel, shut the mouth of the lion, kept them alive all night. The Bible says they fish him out and they go and they get his co-workers and their wives and their kids and everybody that was connected to them that had done Daniel wrong. And he says, you know what? God of Daniel has delivered him. Let's see if their gods can deliver them. And they threw them all in the same den of lions. These are extra hungry lions now because they didn't eat last night. And the Bible says that those same lions gnawed upon them, gnashed upon them, and did break their bones. Let me tell you something. You can look like us, but you cannot be us lest you be with the same God that we're with. I'm preaching to you. You cannot fake it. You have to believe it. Not all that came out came out by Moses. I've just switched stories now in case you was wondering. The Bible said not all that came out of Egypt came out by Moses. What that means is not all of them believed the message of Moses. You know what the Bible says after that? And their carcasses fell in the wilderness. They could not make it. That's why the Lord said, let the tares and the wheat both grow together. Let them grow together. I know how to separate them because if you don't really have it, if you don't have the word hid in your heart, you will sin against God. If you don't have a good foundation of the word of God in your life, you will make multiple mistakes and trip over every little thing and falter. But if you get the word of God settled in your heart, it doesn't matter where I live, what I'm lacking materialistically, I believe in God. I believe his word. Because there will be days when you wake up. The whole world's on your shoulders. Whole weight of the world. Where all of your family's weight. Financial burdens. Problems. Difficulties. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I am. Lead me to the word. Take me up into that holy hill. Let me have clean hands and a pure heart that I can ascend and get up there and get to an elevated position where I can see that my God knows how to handle himself. My God knows how to reveal his mighty right arm. My God knows how to deliver his people. All of us are sitting here today because God delivered us from our sin. God delivered us from our wickedness. But I got news for you. He didn't have just enough strength to deliver you. He's got enough strength to keep you delivered and to deliver you unto himself reconciling you unto himself he's got enough power to keep you out of the world he's not just barely able he's more than able to do for us what needs to be done can you shout hallelujah preacher I'm worried about things we live in a very topsy-turvy time and political upheaval and problems that are going on and I'm concerned about things well You know what I plan on doing with whoever's the next president, same as I did with this president and the previous president and all those that have been in my lifetime. And uh, I believe every good Christian person has done uh, for every president. I just keep looking to Jesus. (laughs) I just look past the White House and I look up into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
We live in perilous times. We live in difficult times. But the godly can still be godly. Why? Because we have the word of God. And the word of God is quicker than anybody else. It's more powerful than anything that comes against it. You understand what the word of God is? Jehoshaphat was surrounded by hundreds of thousands of his enemy and he was worried about it. They were outnumbered, outmanned. He went to prayer and God said, tell the men to put their swords and spears up and tell the musicians and the singers to get out front of the army and I want some praise and some worship. That would have never worked for anybody except God gave that word. When God gives a word, God backs a word. You've never read of any other army that has danced and shouted and overcome their enemy. You've never read of an army that walked around walls until they fell down flat and got, but when God gives you a word, it don't matter how silly it sounds, do what God tells you to do. Do your dance, do your praise, do your worship, because if God gave you a word, the same God that created the earth is backing up that word. You hear what I'm preaching to you? You want to lay out on Sunday or Wednesday, Sunday night, and you feel that Holy Ghost, get up and go to church. Get up and go to church. I don't care what devils you got to drag in here. Get up and go to church. God's letting you know when you get there, I will meet you there. I'll meet you in the fire. I'll meet you in the den of lions. I'll be in the flood. Oh, take a moment and praise him. His word shall not return void. But it shall accomplish. Wave your hands unto him. Say, Lord, let your word be accomplished in my life. The word be accomplished in my family, in our church, in our community in our state, our nation, and our world. Oh, hallelujah. He said, I'll make it bring forth. He that the Son has set free. And then he said, you shall know the truth, the truth shall make you free. Isaiah 55, he said, I'll make it bring forth. I'll make it prosper. I'll make it happen. When you don't have the ability to make it prosper, you just obey God's word. His word will make it prosper. He said, I'll make rivers in the wilderness. His word, he said it. I'll bring down every mountain, bring up every valley, straighten out every crooked, and smooth out every rough. That's the word of God. Anybody got that testimony? I had things twisted and mangled in my life and I was high and haughty and lifted up or I was low with no self-esteem, wherever you were. But the word of God brought you up to a level playing field and got the devil's foot off your neck and gave you the victory. That's not a one-time thing. I was preaching Wednesday night. I'm closing. I was preaching Wednesday night at a church not far from here and, and a brother came up to me, and uh, or Sunday night rather, he came up to me and he said, uh, the gentleman that I brought to church with me 
uh, said that uh, he received the Holy Ghost. He said, I wasn't there and I didn't hear it. He said, so I'm not sure. I said, well, I said, don't, de- you know, don't denounce it. I said, receive it. He told you he received the Holy Ghost, spoken other tongues. I said, receive but let him know this. It's not a one-time gift. It's not a one-time thing. It's the gift that keeps on giving. If you got it one time, you'll get it two times and 200 times. Why? Because it is the Spirit of God and God is not dead and God will visit you daily and God will speak through you and God will motivate you and he will touch your heart. It's by the renewing of the mind. Let me tell you something. Don't get Acts 2.38 one time and sit down and say it's over. That's the door into the kingdom. you got a whole kingdom to explore. Lord, teach me to trust your word. Teach me to read your word and live your word every day in my life and not just settle for saying, I got the Holy Ghost. Now that I got it, let me and the Holy Ghost do a great work. Let me and the Holy Ghost do a fantastic work. Let me teach Bible studies and win some souls for the word is within me. Would you stand to your feet, clap your hands unto the Lord in this place today. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Feel the Holy Ghost moving mightily in this place. I want to do an altar call, but I want the altar call to be just for today. It's all right. To be for those that have been struggling lately. And the enemy's been messing with your mind and your spirit. Now, I know automatically people start, well, I don't want to go because people think that I'm a weak Christian. We're all weak. He's strong. (laughs) The enemy's really been pushing your buttons or messing with your family. I want you to come down to the altar. I'm going to pray with you. Because there's strength in numbers. And if one could put 1,000 to flight, two could put 10,000 to flight. And I want you to come, whether you're a first-time guest or returning visitor or long-time member of this church. The Lord loves you. You can bring your children. We're going to get that devil off your back. Amen. We're going to get you to a place where you can go home and have some peace in your house. Amen. The devil attacks from time to time. The Bible says when spirits leave a man, they go out into dry places, find no rest. They come back where they were cast out of. That's the trouble you and I deal with. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Squeeze in close. We got many more coming behind you. This is beautiful. Amen. Every day is a day of freedom in the Holy Ghost. Every day. But you have to get up and find it every day. It's not automatic. It's going to be days you wake up and you say, man, I, I went to bed happy last night. I'm waking up grumpy today or some problems or things. And all you got to do is find it. The Bible says he could do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He deposited a measure of himself in you when you received the Holy Ghost. You got to let that work. Let the Holy Ghost work. Exercise that. You use it or you lose it. And so I want you to lift both your hands in this place as a type of surrender. Would you do that? If you didn't join us and you still want to be involved in the prayer, that's fine. You don't have to come down here. This is beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lifting those hands. Lord, I surrender to you. Not my will, but thy will be done. I don't want to live life with my thinking and my opinion. I'm going, to, I'm going to get a Bible. I'm going to open that Bible. I'm going to read it. I'm going to get in Bible study. I'm going to read that Bible every day. For the promises of the Lord are yea and amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to put my finger on Scripture. 
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, right where you are. That's it. The Holy Ghost is ministering right now. God moves in many different ways. It's not always a shout. Let the Lord speak to your heart right now. In the name of Jesus. You don't have to be a member for the Lord to talk to you and deal with you and help you. That's it. Don't be afraid to cry. It's a natural reaction to the presence of God. He's powerful. Your body may tremble a little. Your, your lips may tremor. That's all right. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I want you in my life. I want you in my home. I want you with my family, my spouse, my kids. In the name of Jesus. I don't receive the depression and the oppression. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I want the freedom that the Word of God speaks of. Hallelujah. I want to be the man that God wants me to be. I want to have authority and dominion. That's it. I see it happening. I see it happening. There's a breakthrough. Come on, they're going to sing. If you're an altar worker, come on down and pray with them. Tears are flowing. Prison doors are being opened. In the name of Jesus.